Welcome to Season 3 of Dating After Death, a podcast dedicated to the journey of finding love again after losing your forever person. And I'm your semi-anonymous host, but if you know, you know. You know? Since I launched this podcast almost exactly a year ago now, the page has picked up a lot of new followers. And, you know, it's just one of those things where it's like, yeah, I mean, I'm glad that it's getting exposure, but it's just sort of heartbreaking that there will always be a steady stream of new widows. Anyway, I'm glad that you're here and that you found the podcast because I have had so many amazingly encouraging messages over the past year from people who have said that the podcast has really helped them and given them the courage to step out of their comfort zone maybe or to try dating again or to do other things even that they weren't sure they could do. But because of the way all of the guests on the show have like really opened themselves up and been super vulnerable about telling their stories, even the ones who have done it anonymously, it's still a vulnerable place to be. Because of all those people, this tiny little podcast has an actually positive impact on people's lives. And that is mind blowing to me. But since I've picked up some new people, I thought it might be a good idea to start this season again with a little bit about my story. And then I will give sort of an update on where things are with my boyfriend and I. This morning, I went back and listened to the season two update from me just to see, like, what did I say? Where was I with him? Where was my mindset? And I guess I shouldn't be surprised, but it's changed so drastically in the last six months. And, you know, things develop in a relationship and things change in grief and a lot has changed. So I want to give you the scoop about where we are. So my husband and I met back in 2004. I was 21 at the time, he was 23, and we met waiting tables. And we started hanging out pretty much immediately, went on a date pretty quickly after we met. And no joke, by the second date, he said to me, I hope this doesn't freak you out, but I told my mom today, I think you might be the one. And I was like, nope, it doesn't. We just kind of knew that we were good for each other. I was still in college at the time, actually, so we didn't get married right away. We were engaged for two years and then got married and started our life in Chicago. We had a seriously rocky first couple years of our marriage. The first year was good, but we just like weren't doing marriage right, to be honest. And there were mistakes made. And anyway, we came through that in a way that I think is totally countercultural. Like, I think when people go through really really hard stuff in their marriage. People expect it to end, but that's not what happened. We leaned into our faith and into each other and really built a solidly beautiful marriage for the 12 years after that happened. So we were married for 14 years, 12 of which I would say were really good. There are also things about our marriage that I have learned not being in it and through therapy that were hard, even in the good years. And like everyone has hard things, but There were some things that I think maybe I was carrying that I didn't realize until I started living without it. Anyway, things were really great around the pandemic time when the pandemic started in March. We had a lot of fun homeschooling our kids and being just a family of four, like really enjoying each other's company. We were like playing music together and going on walks and going to the woods and like we were just really living it up and we were loving it. And all of a sudden... I mean, totally out of nowhere, 
my husband ended up with an upset stomach that turned really, really painful. And I brought him to the hospital. And 24 hours later, I got the call that he had died. Um, so his death was obviously very sudden. Um, because I'm assuming most of you who are listening to this have also been through this. I don't need to explain to you what that was like. I mean, just the total devastation of like your life being obliterated and then having no vision for your future and no clue how to raise your kids by yourself because you've never tried to do that before or like how to be an adult by yourself. Um, It's just all very complicated and overwhelming. I would say that I was in major survival mode for Maybe the first year and a half. I mean, there were good things that started seeping in around around the year mark. But like that first year, whew, if you're still in your first year, I'm not saying there, there aren't good things because like there can still be good things and joy and positivity. But like also just want to tell you, it is not going to be this hard forever. Like it, it eases up. And I think I was so worried about that. Like, I was so worried I was never going to have joy again or be myself again. But I will tell you that I'm not the same person that I was, of course. Like, you just can't be. I'm not. But I feel like myself, you know, like just a different version of myself. But like, I know that deep happiness and joy again. And while I was in the first year, I really wanted to hear that. I thankfully had a therapist who is also a widow. And she told me, like, you will come back to it. This is temporary. Not the grief, but that like deep, sludgy, everything feels heavy and awful kind of experience. That part eased up a lot for me. And life right now doesn't feel nearly as hard or challenging as it did in that first year. So take heart. It gets easier. (laughs) Anyway, my dating story began because... I was at a wedding and decided I was going to just like drink a lot basically to... (laughs) you know, ease my sorrow that my husband husband wasn't there. It was his brother's wedding, actually, and ended up making out with one of the groomsmen. And it was great. It was, like, super fun. And it just really ignited in me that desire to be the object of somebody's affection again. And, like, I've always been a romantic. And like, I was that kid in kindergarten who was, you know, getting married on the playground. And I was planning dates with the boys I had crushes on when I was in first grade, even though we never went on them. And I had my first kiss in fifth grade. Like, this is just like kind of always who I was. I love love. And I know that's not everybody's scenario, but that was certainly mine. So like this feeling of like kissing someone again and having attention and a little bit of companionship really ignited in me that desire for all of those feelings again. And also like there's something that happens when a relationship is new that you don't feel in a long-term relationship. I mean, I guess I should say like, you know, speak from I, like I should say I didn't feel it in a long-term relationship. It's not that I didn't feel love, right? Like I did, I felt love and all of the wonderful things, but also like that initial excitement and just I hate to use the word spark because I know it's a little controversial, but like truly like all of that yumminess that happens when you are first initially attracted to someone and the sexual chemistry and all of that, like that 
dies down over time. So for me, it was exciting to be able to feel that again and then to see that like, oh, this can be fun actually. And like, I know it's going to be hard and complicated, but like, I'm going to allow myself to have fun with this. So much of life, like everything else in life was not fun at the time. So this was 10 months after my husband had died and everything was sad and hard and horrible. And then there was this other thing that was happening. And I was like, I'm just going to enjoy that. I'm going to try not to feel guilty. If I have fun on a date, if I think it's exciting to go on a date, I'm just going to do that and be okay about that and not like put an asterisk over everything because like take advantage of the fun stuff because like the grief isn't going away, you know? So anyway, I I decided that I was going to go about a couple months after that. So right around the year mark, I decided I was going to start dating and I went on Hinge and match um but like quickly learned at least for my age range and I was 38 at the time that I match wasn't the right place um but hinge was was exciting and interesting and I had a cousin who had more dating experience than me and she helped me kind of craft my profile and pick the right photos and decide what to say and all of that and then I started having conversations with people and like sometimes it was frustrating or disheartening or confusing but every once in a while it was thrilling you know you get that little jolt if somebody matches with you or whatever I think part of the interesting part about online dating is keeping things in perspective and like not getting too excited about initial matches because there's so many opportunities to meet different people and I think my heart was craving a partner again even though I was like trying to tell myself just have fun and go out and enjoy I'm not built that way. I just wanted somebody to be mine. So after like 10 dates or so, I ended up meeting my boyfriend and it was really good from the very beginning. Like really, really good. And also so freaking confusing because he was like very different from my husband. And he also came to the table with a story of his own and was growing and evolving and changing just like I was. But like, I don't think we really saw that until later, right? I think it was like we both came in and we were like, yeah, I know what I want. And I'm confident in that. And I'm a full person. And but like now we look at it and we're like, wow, we really walked each other through a hard time. So yeah, I I don't know. It took time for me to adjust to who he was in contrast to my husband. And like, I just, I'm not even going to pretend like I didn't compare them. Not like, oh, well, my husband liked to run and he doesn't or something, right? Not like stupid stuff like that, but just that deep down subconscious almost comparison of like what I know and I'm comfortable with versus what's new, what am I actually open to or where are my hard lines? And I really tried to be open-minded about the kind of man that I could be with, which is why I ended up with him. There were some things that initially I would have said, like, those are hard no's for me. And then he and I started dating because I was sort of like, no, I'm just having fun. It's it's whatever. And I have since learned that some of those things that I had put hard no's around, I'm so glad that I opened up my mind to it because I have learned and grown and am challenged in lots of ways that surprised me. Like, just to make this a little more concrete so it's not quite so vague, I think I've said this on the podcast before that... I'm Christian. I've always been very involved with the church. My husband and I were incredibly involved. It was a huge, huge part of our lives. And my boyfriend is Muslim. And so like, first of all, I knew nothing. Like, 
almost zero about being Muslim. Like I didn't even realize that they're both Abrahamic religions and I don't want to get into all that, but I learned so much. And like, there are so many things we have in common, even in our faith. And like, he's a very faithful, loving, wonderful guy, just with a slightly different bend toward faith than I am. And we really respect each other's faith and are like not trying to change each other. And we encourage each other to like, practice it and give reverence to God because that's important to us. So anyway, I just think using that as an example to opening our minds up around the kind of people we can love because we've changed so much too. I guess I'm saying this to like encourage you to be open-minded as you pursue loving again. Okay, so in terms of where we are now, in May, it will be two years that he and I have been together. We did have a couple months, like April and May last year, where we had broken up and it was really hard. Um, we came through that time because I think he and I both realized that we really love and care about each other and that we wanted a life together and like that we were both open-minded about what that would look like. And we have moved really, I think, methodically and slowly in our relationship, but in a way that has created such incredible depth. I know I've said this a lot of times. He and I have sort of a semi-long distance relationship. He lives he lives about 45 minutes to an hour away. And I think it's been amazing, actually, because what happens is we talk on the phone every single night for like an hour. Who knows what we're even talking about every night, but we always find something. And it just, I think, has built this incredible depth that we might not have gotten if we had such instant access to each other. So there's that. And then there's also this idea that because we couldn't really just sort of like jump into a life together or like merging our families or moving in together or any of that, since we were both very strongly rooted and established in our locations, we've really just like figured it out in a different way and on our own time and in our own way. And I really feel like we are seeing the benefits of it because our kids are super open to us being together. They like it. They look forward to time with him and even with his kids now like at the beginning I was sort of worried the kids weren't vibing very well but now it's like they all really get along they like being together and so I think we're building this really nice thing where it's like everybody is easing into the idea of us being together and being comfortable with each other before we're just like taking this leap and doing it you know it was really important to me and to him that the kids well-being and mindset and all of that was cared for and like nurtured as we moved forward in this relationship. And aside from the kids, like he and I, whew, I mean, we're both just about 40 years old and he and I have a relationship that is just different than mine with my husband and and I I value that relationship and I'm so thankful for it. It taught me so many things and I adored it and would have chosen it for my whole life, of course, right? And this one is just so different. And like, I'm accessing different parts of my heart with him. And I know he is too. And so then we have this like vulnerability, but confidence with each other that I can't say enough about. I, I really deeply love him. And we're excited to build our life together and to start integrating more and more and to plan. I mean, you know, I'm sure you can relate to this. This is a scary place to be. 
Because like when you decide, okay, this is the person I want to be with forever, you are just doing that knowing what a risk you're taking. Like one of us is going to die at some point, whether it's when we're 85 or 90, or whether it's next month, like who knows? We both live with that knowledge. But like I was just telling him the other day, I don't care. It's worth it to me. It is worth it to me to have this love and stability and support and companionship and intimacy, even if I have to lose it tomorrow. Like I would go through the pain and heartbreak again to have the love in my life. And I think that's really saying something. I mean, I think it says a lot about how much I love him because if this were just kind of meh, I don't know if I'd be willing to take that risk of having to go through that deep grief again in an upending way. But I'm like, it's it's worth it, 100%. Anyway, that's where we are as of March 13th, 2023. I know from the last almost three years now since my husband died that like things change every couple months and I have no idea <laughs> what's going to happen or, you know, you know. So that's the current update, and I am really looking forward to more interviews with more people this year. I'd really like to go back to some people who are, like, fresh in the dating pool because I am very aware that my experience now, having been with my boyfriend for, like, two years, is really different from those of you who are just starting out or are in the dating pool or even are in the initial stages of being in a more serious relationship, so... That's what the podcast is about, is about getting lots of opinions and stories and variety. So I do just want to give a couple quick plugs. One is for the Patreon. So Patreon is like a membership sort of to the podcast and you have access to bonus content. I usually put out one extra thing a week um, where I'm talking about something going on in my life or sometimes I'll talk to some other people in my life just so you get some insight into what that's been like. Also, access to a private Facebook group where you can talk about what's going on with you or ask for advice or just have the knowledge that there are others there in case you need them. And then this year on the Patreon, I am also going to be posting the video interviews that I have. So I'm going to be putting up unedited video footage of me talking to all of the guests. So if you're more of a visual person, that might be a good thing for you. And I think as a podcaster, I'm basically obligated to say, but it really does matter that if you subscribe to the podcast, then you get automatically notified for new episodes. It helps with the numbers greatly. It's really like a free way to support the show. So if you are up for doing that, go for it. I would love it. Um, Leave a review on Apple Podcasts or like if you don't know how to do that, just shoot me a DM and I will talk you through it. (laughs) So anyway, here is to a great season three. And as I said last season, I didn't choose widowhood, but I am choosing to have some fun dating after death. And I hope you will too.